Okay, we are on a mission as a church, okay? Who's the church? We're the church, okay? And it's not just us, but today I want to specifically speak on the mission of our church and where we're going. Don't you guys want to know, like, what are we doing? What are we doing for our community? Like, because who knows? Right here, these walls, what the kids are doing, it will impact us. It will change us. But the real change comes when we walk out of these doors, And I want to just speak to that, and I want to speak to what we feel like our mission as a church is and where we're going. If you guys don't know, something we'll say is we are, really what we want to do is we want to represent or represent Jesus to everybody. And as we, the only way we can represent him is if we, if we know him. And the way to, the only way to know him is to pursue him. And so just like in the way you, maybe you've met your spouse or you've dated someone, you're like, okay, I want to pursue them. As you pursue them, you get to know them. And for some, you start getting to know them, you get married. Now you kind of start acting like each other, right? In a similar way, but in a greater way, as we pursue the Lord, as we get to know him, we're going to then re-represent him in this world. And that's our goal, that we would be people who would walk out of these doors and we would actually live out the word. And um, at the beginning of this year, I, I set out and I, I started kind of at the New Testament. And I'm just, just going through the New Testament. And I, I love to have a reading plan and oftentimes I'll, you know, jump around. But I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start Matthew and go through. And as I saw, as I, was, as I was reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, a lot of these accounts, very similar. If you guys have read the Bible, you know all the, the Gospels, the four Gospels, they're, they're very similar. But it was good for my, my, my mind and my heart. As I read, I go, time after time, I'm seeing the way Jesus was living. And I'm reading these stories and I'm seeing the way he, he acted and the authority he gave to the people. And then I start thinking, is the church, is the church, is this, is this how the church is acting? Is this how our church is acting? Are we doing this? Are we doing and walking out what Jesus did? Because if you read it, he, it's, it's, very, it's very simple. Let me give you a theology you know, about what we believe is those who are lost, he said, I'm here to save you. Those who were sick, he said, I'm here to heal you. Those who were possessed, he's like, I'm here to deliver you. It's the simple gospel. And I think sometimes we overcom- we've overcomplicated it. And maybe that's just me. But today I want to speak to that about it being a year of salvation. This is a year of salvation. I've just had this zeal, this passion, to want to see everyone come to know this Jesus that I know. Is anybody with there? And if you're not, I hope by the end of today, you're like, I want to see people come to know Jesus. Because it doesn't matter what walk of life, where you're at, there there is a real enemy like we were just talking about. But when you walk with Jesus... He is the solution to every problem. And um, 
But if we want a different year, it begins with a different mindset. It begins with a different mindset. Matthew 6, 33, we all know this verse, but it says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. That's what he's saying. What's the first thing? I'm seeking the kingdom of heaven. In Colossians 3, chapter 1, and I'll just read, it says, since we've been raised with Christ, seek things that are above. What are we seeking? Maybe ask yourself, what, what, what am I running after today? Because pursuing God, there, there's a, there, let me tell you, for those of you who've been walking with Jesus and maybe you, you've just begun to kind of step into this more. But there, I mean, I'm just going to tell you this, there is a joy in pursuing God. There is a real joy in the pursuit of him. Many people think that God is uh, playing reverse hide and seek. Like he's hiding and he doesn't want to be found. But actually, it's the other way. He's playing hide and seek and he's saying, I'm, I'm here to be found. Think about a father. I, I was thinking about this. You know, Easter's coming up. That's kind of the next big major holiday. And some of you guys are like, no, Valentine's Day. What do you mean? All the, all the, <laughs> the wives are like, you better not forget about Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, that was your reminder. <laughs> but when you do an Easter egg hunt, as a, as, a, as a father, as the adults, you're hiding the eggs. But you're not hiding them from the kids like where they can't find them. That would be really cruel. You're actually setting, you're setting out the eggs because the goal is for them to be found. God is saying the same thing to us. Listen, I'm not, I'm not hiding. But I do. I, there is a the joy in pursuing me. Some of you need to hear that this morning. All you have to do is seek, and you will find him. But we do have to do something. And um, how do we get this, this, this hunger? How do, we, how do we maintain this hunger for the Lord? When we have this hunger, how do we maintain it? Well, I'll tell you for me what's worked. Get a God plan of how you're going to, walk with him, what you're going to do, read your Bible, and stick with it. Whatever it is he speaks to you, get a God plan and stick with it. Don't give yourself to another option. Get a plan and stick with it. Okay, now if you guys are ready, we're going to open up the word. And I want to specific, today, I hope that you would say, and leave here saying, I devote myself to God. Okay, can we say that together? I devote myself to God. Say it again. I devote myself to God. In Acts 2, we're going we're gonna to read, and I'm kind of, if you want to turn your Bible there, there's going to be, I'm going to first give us a uh, kind of just a backstory here, what's going on. Acts chapter 2, because the people were gathered in unity and it's this picture and it's, it's the moment where everyone, there was a bunch of people gathered and the Holy Spirit fell 
and the there and and um and tongues of fire rested upon each each of the people and they were and they were just like so excited and they started speaking in different languages and then the people were like what's going on everyone else who was watching why are these people drunk so then this is where this is where we're going to pick up because Peter does address this and he goes listen guys all you guys who are seeing what's happening it's only nine in the morning these guys are not drunk the Holy Spirit has come upon them but specifically let me let me so they were all together in one place and we'll just read this so you know this is this is the word and sunny like a like a the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And that is when Peter had to address what was going on because people were like all freaked out. But here's what he addresses, and I'm and it's this is in I'm gonna start in verse 14. Peter says, he stands up with the other the others. And he raises his voice and addresses the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Okay, that's his words. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Here it is. In the last days... God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And verse 21, verse 21, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Highlight that, in your, highlight that in your Bible. Highlight it, circle it, do something, because I want you to pray that. That this year, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, salvation is for everyone. Restoration, redemption, recovery from being addicted to whatever, fill in the blank. You don't think God can change someone? Start reading the word and let it, and let it just speak to you. Even, even if you're in here and you're thinking, I'm just going to play the role of kind of just, I'm going to do things right, but I'm going to stay there, like be comfortable. Let me tell you, give yourself to God. Seek first the kingdom and watch him begin to speak into your life and move in a way that has never happened before. Okay, so he says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. This is what's happened. Joel prophesied about this. Now, Acts 2, 42. And this is where we're going to land today. I kind of wanted to give a little background. Acts 2, verse 42. This is after people are, Peter's preaching, people are repenting, people come to know the Lord. So you have this big church that has started. Okay. Thousands of people came to the Lord. They repented and they asked Peter, well, what do we do now? And then this is what, this is what the, the, the believers did. It says, 
they devoted themselves. Pause. Before anything else, if you're, if you're on verse 42, you see the rest of it. If you're not, you're just watching right here. It says, they devoted themselves. Now, here's the, the great thing about this, that word devoted. In the original language, in the Greek, this word is proskaterio. Okay, what it means is the constant state. Is he putting it up there? What does it say? Someone read it. The constant state of relentless pursuit. They devoted themselves. They had a constant state of relentless pursuit. But here's, here's the thing. How many of you know, for some of us, our proscatorial is our kids, which rightfully so, right? We had them, might as well enjoy them, be with, be with them. <laughs> but it's the reality, right? We, they take up uh, all of our brain power, our time. For some of us, it might be our career. That's our proscatario. It's this, we're so devoted because we want, to, we want to do something that we set out to do. For some, it's something maybe, maybe more simple, but it's like collecting something. You know, I know a lot of people who just like collected hats and collect shoes. But you're so consumed with what's the next thing I'm going to get? So whatever it is, you're being devoted wholeheartedly to something. But this is that persistent, this ongoing devotion. But he's saying this is the fellowship of the believers. First off, that they devoted themselves. Okay? And then what does he say? To teaching. The apostles' teaching. And at the time, you got to understand, all these people were new believers. These apostles had walked with Jesus, so they knew the word. How many of you know we got it all right here? And we have the Holy Spirit. Devote yourself to the word. And then what does he say? And then they devoted themselves to what else? To fellowship. What was the next thing that says? To the breaking of bread. And the final thing, and to prayer. Okay, four things to the word of God, to the teaching of the word, the truth, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and to prayer. If you want to know what our goal is as a church, what we're striving for, these four things. These four things. When you're in the word, your, your, your perspective changes, your mind aligns with the word of God. When you fellowship, when you get around common believers who believe the same, even when you're going through a tough time, they can pick you up. Something happens when you break bread. And specifically with, with, it, with the, the word here is, is referring to is like com the communion. When we remember the body and the blood of Jesus and the power of it in our lives. This shouldn't be uncommon for us believers. When we get together, even if we have a piece of uh, some enchiladas and we have uh, lemonade, 
hey, let's take time and remember the body that his body that was broken. Just the simple acknowledgement of it brings power. And to prayer. To prayer. We're in a 21-day prayer and fast. You know what prayer can look like for you? And what it's looked like for me is writing things down. When I know there's someone going through something, if I write something down, then I can look, look, all these people, and I just begin, as I speak their name, the Lord begins to even sometimes give me a new way to pray for them. And I just bless them. Lord, bless them. Lord, be with them. Well, I don't know what's going on specifically, but I just pray that you would continue to be, be there in their midst. So they devoted themselves wholeheartedly. Richie, can you put up that again, what, what that word was? They devoted. The ongoing, this constant state of relentless pursuit. This is what we're going after, Jesus. Relentlessly. To see him change people. To see him bring deliverance. To see miracles and healings because that's, that's who he is to see people give their lives and receive and, and just get redeemed back to sonship. The early church was all in and sold out. And you know what? If you're in here and you're like, that's kind of, okay. I don't know if I can, if I can do that much. I don't know if I can, because let, let's keep reading. This is what they did. It says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number, how often? Daily, daily, those who are being saved. I want you guys to get a hold of this. Each one of us knows someone who's, who's, who's struggling, who maybe is far from God, and the, at the mention of Jesus, they're kind of churned away. But here's the message of Jesus. I've come to save the lost, heal the sick, redeem those who are far from me, deliver those who are possessed. That's who he is. If we, could, if we would just get a hold of that, the simplicity of that, well, guess what? You, find, you see someone who, who is really struggling, you know what's a good place for them to start? Sunday morning, church. Why? Because what's our message? Jesus. Who's, who's, the, who's the one responsible to bring the healing? Jesus. Who's the one we're looking for to bring deliverance? Jesus. Jesus is the answer. So simple, church, but I'm telling you, we are the church. If we can devote ourselves, have this constant state of relentless pursuit, we will see those who are lost come saved. And I just wanted to, I, that, that, that was it. 
that was it. The Lord's like, you just need to charge everyone with that, that mission to go out and be the church. I'll tell you guys this, because I had someone ask me just actually yesterday. Before we, we became the pastors here, my prosecutorial, my constant, relentless pursuit was after a career. And the Lord blessed it. He was in it. But when he calls you, I'm telling you, when he, when he says, hey, come and do, come and do what I've called you now. Th- this, I have a new career for you. I have a new goal. You, if you say yes, your life will never be the same. Just give your life to Jesus completely and watch him totally change every area of your life. And so I pray that you would do that. I pray that you would devote yourself to him to devote and devote yourself to this community. We're, we're gonna continue. This year is gonna be a year of, of great, of seeing just the glory of God. And so if you wanna, if you wanna come along, I, I just, just come. Just say yes to the, to the calling of the Lord saying, hey, devote yourself to me. Seek first the kingdom and all things will be added to you. Let's just stand. And as we continue, I, I love it if you're following the 21-day prayer and fast, Foursquare, today is, is uh, day seven. And today is about unity in the body of Christ. I didn't know that until this morning because I hadn't looked at it or looked ahead. But in Psalms it says, how, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the oil being poured over Aaron. He gives this picture of oil being poured out and literally drenching and running down. I pray that our unity would be so evident that the world would come to know Jesus because a bunch of people from different walks of life come together, give themselves to each other, support one another, pray for one another, and in unity. The world would know Jesus because of that. And so we are the church. We are the church. You are the church. Colossians 4.2. This is what it says, Colossians 4.2. And this word is the same word that's used there in Acts. This word for devote. It says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Have this relentless pursuit to always, to, to, to pray. The next verse, go ahead, Richie. It says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, devoted in prayer. They're having that constant state of staying in that place. Acts 6, 4, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Church, let's have this constant state of relentless pursuit of the Lord and watch him move in a mighty way. Just over two and a half years ago, we were, and 
I caught a, we have a, a podcast and um, I clicked on one randomly and went to a random part in the, in the episode. And I was speaking and <laughs> I said, I know there's a lot of seats open, but I believe God is going to bring those who need to be here and begin to save those who are lost. This was over two years ago. I'm going to speak the same thing over our church today. I'm believing that there's a lot of people who are hopeless, who need a savior. And even if we don't, you know what? There's still a lot of room. And if we have to sit on the floor, we would. The important thing is to gather and fellowship. And so who's believing for God to do amazing things this year? Amen. 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 And we're going to continue running after God with all we are as one church, as one body. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your son. We thank you for coming and dying for us, for making the first move and and seeking us. And now, God, we respond to you. We say yes to you. We say we devote ourselves to you. Church, come on, join me in praying and say, I devote myself to God. Our lives are yours. You can have it all. Jesus, we love you. So Lord, we just pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.